they probably one of my biggest pieces of advice is to choose people who choose you. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to Anyone Anywhere podcast. So today I have the great pleasure to have with me Mike Taccio. I hope that I'm not pronouncing wrong. You will correct me after, please. I will do also a quick intro about Mike. So Mike is a journalist, author of two books, A Crazy Little Thing Called Love and Inside Out. Mike is also the co-host of the new pod on the block. To end up, uh, uh, Mike is also a karaoke edit with more than three, than 135,000 followers in, the, in his TikTok account. How are you doing, Mike? Can you I'm say, doing wonderful, I'm pronouncing your name correctly? <laughs> uh, Zaccio, but everyone says Zaccio because they see the double C. And, uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's very close though. Great. So uh, let's start from the beginning. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself, about your story, please? Sure. Uh, I'm 31, soon to be 32. Grew up in the suburbs of New York. Uh, I am engaged to uh, the love of my life, Shani Q. And um, as you kind of touched on, I, I think I have one of the weirdest resumes that people will come across. I was a sports reporter for Jesus, like close to 10 years. Um, I was a nightlife entertainment manager after that until COVID hit. And then uh, I've been you know, kind of unemployed since. Um, I'm just kind of doing like spot bartending just to kind of pay the bills and whatnot. Um, I was in a boy band for a little bit. Um, I wrote two books on love and dating, which you, uh, which you mentioned. And I am uh, currently pursuing my master's degree to uh, become a teacher. So figuring uh, another career change will hopefully be the, uh, the lucky one for me. I love it. I love it. So many things with just 31 <laughs> years old. Come on. Two books already. You have a degree and you work. One, one, one was self-published. So I really, like, I, I don't really count that one. Cause it's like, I feel like anybody can self-publish a book, but um, yeah, one of them got picked up by the, uh, the company that I was a uh, contributor for. So that, that one definitely holds a, a special place in my heart. Of course. Everybody can publish a book, but write a book. It's not that easy. Huh? True. That, that, that is true. Like writing is, is definitely the hardest part of everything. And then, you know, I, I don't think the publishing aspect is, super hard if you're going to go the self-publishing route but then obviously trying to get people to buy the book and market the book and everything that's you know where it definitely comes into uh difficulties it is it is and let's go you were talking about the love of your life and yeah i'm really interested on that how do you know if it's the love of your life um for me like i knew that like shannon was like the one because i've always said like I, I think i've been in love before um i think i've cared very deeply for people before um and i've always said i'm like like how will it's like Whitney houston said like how will i know um and for me i always just kind of like ask myself the same question and it's, it's a very weird question to ask but it's something that uh, but i'm also a weird guy so um i just thought to myself would i take a bullet for this person and for you know most of my life, it was always like, no, like, you know, like I care about them or like I might have love for them, but like, would I take a bullet for them? Like, no, <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Um, but then when it came to, uh, to Shan, I was like, yeah, no, I would definitely jump in front of a bullet for her. Um, and to me, that was like, you know, the turning point of like, yeah, no, this is, this is my person. 
Love it, love it. I think it's the best description of love. Would you would you put it in front? <laughs> I, I I mean, for me, because to me, yeah, I, I would say so. Because you're you would literally be giving up your life. Like anybody can, you know, buy a house for someone, can buy a car for someone, buy nice jewelry for someone, say the most beautiful things in the world. But when it comes down to it, like, are you willing to put your put your life in front of or put their life in front of your own kind of thing? Um, I think that's a the the most important part of love. I mean, I think the uh, the crux of love is you need to put someone else before yourself just in life. But if it ever like really, really came down to it, like, would you lay down your own for this person? And for Shannon, I would. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. And I see that it's for true. And what I see by your CV, it's what I can describe. It's adaptation after adaptation. Yeah, it's just, it's it's a, a work in progress, I feel like. Um, for the longest time, I thought sports journalism was like my shtick. Like, that's what it was. That's what, growing up, that's what I wanted to do. I was lucky enough to get a job at a newspaper. And I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm on my way. And sometime after turning 25, I was just like, okay, this isn't, I mean, it's paying the bills, but like, that's about it. And I don't like living paycheck to paycheck. And I've I see what the industry is. I see where it's going. Um, and I don't think that this is going to be a sustainable career for me, you know, down the road. And even if it is like, do I want to be doing this when I am 35, 40, 45, 50 years old? Do I want to be, you know, traveling around from state, from gym to gym, stadium to stadium? Like, no, like I want to be the old American father and husband. Like I want to be there and see my wife and play with my kids if we're lucky enough to have them. Um, and I know a lot for a lot of sports reporters, like it's, it's difficult. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's, it's difficult. And I don't want to be that person. That's, you know, kind of like an absentee father or husband. So I'm like, okay, eventually I'm gonna have to make a change. And then I just bit the bullet and said, yeah, I'm just gonna make a pivot. I love it. And the courage to do it because I think a lot of us are in the same position that you were six years ago that, we are not happy with our jobs or we want to change, but we don't have the courage to, to make the step. How it was it's, for you, please. It was, cr oh my God, it was crushing. Like it, Cause I, I don't know if it's just because sports journalism was like so much of my identity. Like everyone knew me as the reporter like my family knew me as the reporter the writer whatever my friends like that was just all people knew me as and even now a year and a half later I still see people like that I knew through work or whatever or just people that I knew you know, years ago and they're like oh you know you're still doing the writing thing I'm like yeah, no um but yeah and when you just make that decision of like you know I I do ha like I do have a job here like I don't know what this next field is going to bring me is can it bring me happiness and success or is it going to be a massive flop and I made a huge mistake and I grappled with that uh debate in my head for weeks leading up to the decision but I also kept telling myself like how many times have you envisioned handing in that two-week notice and telling them like I'm out of here how many times have you pictured walking out of that building for the very last time and I just kept going back to that and I'm like you've wanted this for years like I understand that it's like, it's going to be a scary change to make a move, but like you have the opportunity to move now, you know, you're not getting any younger Do it now, but while you still have the chance. I love it. I love it. Do you have, uh, you already give a tip 
but I wanted to, to be more precise. Do you have a tip for, for the, that young boy or young girl that is in the cell? Young or not? Because like I think change, it can come at any time in your life. Do you have any, any advice that you want to share if a person is in the same situation that you were before? Yeah, I mean, I mean, just think about your happiness. Like, as I've gotten older, that has really become a focal point of just my life is just happiness. Am I happy here? Am I happy doing this? Am I happy with who I am with? And if the answer is no, then get out. Like, you can always find another job. I understand that you might not be able to find necessarily the same job. Like, my mother, I, I love her to death. Um, it was, you know, the stereotypical mother. Like, you know, you have benefits here you have stability here somewhat um like you know this is a consistent thing um like you can go somewhere else if you wanted to i don't know that you're going to have those things elsewhere like you have a lot of pto you know personal time off and vacation days because i've been there for nine years um whereas if you go somewhere else you're gonna be starting over but i just kept going back to i'm not happy i am miserable so if you are not happy Think about what you want to do that would make you happy and find a way to get into that route. Like if, if it's a job that you can just make a pivot to and be like, oh, I want to become an artist. I'm going to paint, then do that. But if you want to like get into the film industry, you know, something that you can't just sit there and say like, you know, I'm going to be a director one day. Like, okay, well then buy a camera and start learning how to work a camera and, you know, take classes and, and do what makes you have to do side projects, whatever, work with, you know, your friends, whatever you have, like try to, you know, just do little things to brush up on and practice and get better. And then off you go. Love it. Love it. It's like, yeah, exactly. It's like you said, it's like little steps. Exactly. Some things are, are easier than the others, but like little steps, I think it's for, it's very important for us to, to, to change, to make a change. I think it's much more sustainable if we, if we do it like little steps instead of, well, yeah, I mean, I, I told people because like, I've been fortunate enough to speak at high schools and colleges about like, you know, how do you get into journalism and how do you get to where you are? I'm like, you know, you're not just going to call up an editor and be like, hey, give me a job for the most part. Like you're going to have to start somewhere. So start at your school paper. Like that's where I started. I started writing articles for my school paper and, you know, do internships over the summer if you can network with people, get to know different reporters, email reporters and just say, hey, I would love to shadow you for work one day like i really want to become a journalist i really want to kind of know the ins and outs of it i would love to just follow you around work for one day and then maybe pick your brain after the work day is done or whatever um i think that things like that are incredibly beneficial i think it's a it's a great 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 tip to be and if it's a really if it's something that you really want to do it's 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 the price to pay you know like i i think it's if you are fighting or pursuing happiness you have to 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 do it i think part of it it's it it comes with it i wanted to ask you do you believe in having a purpose in life i i do like i think everyone should have a purpose i just don't know if we all know what that purpose is you know, right away, like early on, like early in my life, I thought my purpose was to become a reporter. Like that was just, I remember practicing from my mirror, like you're doing my little sign off and everything. And I'm like, that's, that's my purpose in life. And my purpose is to become a sports reporter. And then I became a sports reporter and I'm like, 
I like this. You know, I, I like going to games and whatnot, but like on the whole, like this is not what's going to make me happy long-term. Um, and I don't know if it was working with high school kids and high school coaches slash teachers or whatever, um, or just every one of my friends, like so many, so many friends and family being like, you should become a teacher. You should become a teacher. You should become a teacher. Um, that it was just like, you know, the, it, eventually it clicked to me to be like, yeah, you know what? I, I probably would enjoy being a teacher. Um, and then, yeah, this like one day the uh, light bulb went off and I'm like, yeah, this is what I want to do. I'm going to look into grad school programs and, you know, like we were just talking about with, with the process, like, you know, I'm going to grad school right now. I don't, you're not just going to call school and be like, Hey, put me in a classroom. Like you need to do the work to get prepared to do it, whatever it is you want to do. But, um, so I like right now I'm 31. I think my purpose is to become a teacher. That's what I think my purpose is. I can do it. And at 40 years old, we can have the same conversation and be like, you know what? My purpose is to become something else. Who, who knows? Or I can you know, be 10 years in and be like, yeah, I made the right move. And I love it. I love it. I love it because <clears throat> I think sometimes you see, we see purpose as like something big that it will be, you have, you take a decision in, in your life. Like you, you took, I want to become a journalist and it has to be for the rest of your life. But I, I, I totally agree with you. I think it's something that can change also with you. If you change as a person, maybe your purpose as a person, it will also change. I think, yeah. Yeah. I, I think my purpose is to help people. Like that, that's what I think. I don't, so I don't know what that necessarily looks like. That's why I enjoy talking about, you know, dating and relationships and whatnot. Um, I enjoy having conversations with people. Um, and I like trying to give advice and talk to my friends and whatever, because I don't want them to feel any, you know, any sort of way. Like I, I want to be able to help however I can. If, if I'm a teacher, I can, you know, for me, like my purpose in, when, in wanting to become a teacher is like, I hated school hated it like could not wait to get out and i sit there and think to myself okay well what if i became the teacher for the student like me the person who hates school and i can become like my social studies teacher who made me really enjoy history class and be like wow okay this can be really really fun so like that and that's my that's my drive it's not just to become a teacher and oh i get summers off whatever like no i want to find the kid who hates school and at the end of the, the season at, at the end of the school year be like hey mr z like School, you made school so much more fun for me. That's so that's like my my motivation. I love it. Not just teaching, but like helping others. I think yeah, if we can call it a deeper purpose, I think yeah, it will. You were talking about dating and relations. Do you want to share some dating and relationships advice, please? Oh God, how much time do we have? <laughs> the time that you that you <laughs> um dating and relationship advice. Um, I've, I've, it's so weird. Cause like I've, I've learned so much just through my own experiences and watching my friends and everything. And I, I would say probably one of my biggest pieces of advice is to choose people who choose you. Like it, I, I, there are a million lessons and quotes I could probably spit at, spit out, um, that you've probably seen on Instagram or whatever. Um, but at the end of the day, like you can have all the love in the world for someone. You can treat them, you know, better than they've ever been treated before by anyone. But, you know, at the end of the day, you need to choose people who choose you back. Cause if they're not going to show you, if they're not going to give you that same energy, then they're not worth it. 
and, and that's just the plain and simple reality of it. Like I've, I've dated great women before and who were really nice girls, but they didn't care for me the same way I cared for them. And, you know, that's why I don't look back and, and be like, Oh man, what could have happened with, with us? Cause they didn't choose me. That's fine. It took me a very long time to, to accept that and realize that. And then when I met Shannon, I'm like, wow, she really matches my energy. If not surpasses it, like I'm not letting her go. Um, and that was what, you know, made me want to, you know, keep her in my life or whatever. And then when I got to that point of like, yeah, no, she's, she's my person. Then I was like, yeah, I'm going to propose. And here we are. Love it. Love it. She's the person that I will took the, the bullet for it. Yes. Com yes. Completely. Completely. Also when I was doing, please. When I was doing some, some research, I saw a sentence that maybe you can talk a little bit about it. Pay close attention to the people who don't clap when you when win. You win. <laughs> oh my God. It's so funny. You mentioned that quote. Oh my God. My, uh, my grad school, dis one of my discussion questions for my professor this week was actually, um, he, he put up like a, a good news post, whatever. And he's just sharing a lot of good news and he like sharing some good quotes, whatever. And he asked like, what are like, what's a personal quote to you or what's a quote that has been very impactful for you. And I, I literally wrote, I'm like, pay close attention to people who don't clap when you win. And I told my best friend that, or one of my best friends that, and he's like, you didn't actually write that in your like grad school discussion board. And I'm like, yeah, no, I did. Cause like, it's just something that has stuck with me because I've always been someone who pays attention to things like that. Like the whole crux of it is like, you know, if you're you know standing up to receive an award or whatever, like, you know, look at who's, who's really rooting for you. Look, who's really supporting you. It's one thing for someone to sit there and say like, Hey Vasco, you know, like I love what you're doing with the podcast, whatever. And then like, okay, well, do you listen to it? And like, and for me, like I've done podcasts, I've written books, I've whatever. And like, I have people in my life who, claim to like me, love me, support me, whatever. And I know for a fact they haven't written, they haven't bought my book. They haven't read my book. They haven't listened to a podcast episode. Like they don't watch any of the Facebook live streams I've tried doing like, and to me, like, and I take that personally. So it's, I'm not saying that that makes you a bad person, but I definitely keep a mental inventory of that. Whereas on the, on the flip side, I have people that, like I've joked to Shannon, like like low key joked that I'm like like oh I would want to invite this person to our wedding who I have not met, but we're like we're internet friends, but I'm like I like I don't know how like how much I'm joking and how much I'm serious because I'm like I feel like like they've you know I've known them for five years we might not have ever met but like I know that they truly care about me and like in our relationship and I know they've they listen to my podcast and they follow me. Like they follow my quotes on Instagram and they, you know, read my books and whatnot. I'm like, and those are the people that you want in your circle. So, you know, the, the, you know, the whole crux of, of, of that quote, pay close, pay close attention to people who don't copy you win. It's just, you know, surround yourself with people who really want to root for you and who really want to see you succeed. Um, you know, I, I like to think that people want to see uh, what's the other quote. Like people want to see you do well, just never better than them. And like, to me, like, those people aren't your friends. So pay close attention to people who don't clap when you win. If you're winning and they're clapping for you, those are your people. <laughs> man, really, really nice. Really, really nice, man. No, because it's so true because 
sometimes you can have the talk, beautiful words, but the actions, the actions, they talk louder, louder and louder. Actions speak louder than words, patterns speak louder than actions. Like, yeah, it's, you can show up to something one time, but like, are you consistently supporting? You know, oh, I, I listened to one podcast episode. That's great. Like, I appreciate that. You support me by listening to my podcast, but I have 200 podcast episodes. I'm not asking you to listen to 200 of them, but you know, that, so that like to me, the people who sit there and say like, you know, I, I listen to it as often as I can and they, and I can tell like, Oh, I loved your episode with this person and with this person and with this person. Like, I don't care if you've listened to 10 episodes, whatever. It shows me that you're putting in some kind of effort to support my work. And I appreciate that. So, and I'm personally not going to forget that. For sure. For sure. I think, uh, uh, yeah, like you said it, like, <laughs> I love it. How it is, words, uh, actions talk uh, talk more than words and patterns, how it is? Yeah, a- actions speak louder than words and patterns speak louder than actions. Oof. It will be the, the thumbnail. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. <laughs> love it. And let's talk a little bit about music. Sure. How it happens to you being a journalist, going to TikTok and becoming, I will say famous, like 135,000. I don't like, because I don't like to use it. Oh yeah, I no, I, I like, like as I, for me, like when people joke like, oh, you know, Zach, you're, you're TikTok famous. I'm like, yeah, sure. Okay, whatever. Like to me, like a million, like would be like TikTok famous or, or whatever. Um, but no, it's like I joined TikTok as a joke last year, like just because like I know I'm a goon and I'm like, oh, this seems like a, a good platform for people who have like that kind of goofy personality. And I'm like, sure, I'll just get on. Um, and then, yeah, a couple of videos happened to you know go viral and that like, you know, gained me you know, tens of thousands of followers like each video. And you know, now it's up to like 150,000 followers. And I'm like, Jesus, like, that's just like, to me, like I got on hoping like one, one day, maybe I'd hit like 10,000, like, like down the road years from now. Cause like, I know you can grow followers faster on there than you can on other apps, but I'm also like, who the hell am I? Like who wants to see a 31 year old balding Italian guy on TikTok? <laughs> like, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's just been crazy. Um, and you know, I've gone viral for a bunch of different videos like i've had you know my family on there i've done you know like music rankings like i know you were you were asking about music and whatnot um you know i've done like relationship advice and whatnot and to me it's just a matter of like i just want to get to a point where i'm just putting out content that i want to put out and if it happens to you know take off great but i just you know i want i want a following that you know, supports what I do, whether that's 10,000 followers or a million followers, like I want to connect with people. That's why I try to read and respond to every comment, um, any DM, whatever. Like, I don't want to just be one of these people where it's like, you know, I just, I post my videos and then yeah, I post and ghost kind of thing. Exactly. Or, or becoming a, a star that you don't have the time to respond to people or. Yeah. I, totally... like, I, I tell people like, you know, if, if you ever want me to do your podcast or show or like people that I know in real life of like, you know, Hey, if you want me to speak in your class, like just ask, like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm really like, I'm nobody. So it's like, yeah, absolutely. Like I appreciate you reaching out to me and asking me. So like, absolutely. Like, I, I don't think whether, even if I got to a million followers that I would ever be like, 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm too big for this. this. This podcast is too small for me. That show is too small for me. Like, no, who the hell do you think you are? Like, get out of here. Oh, love, 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 love your, your, your personality and the humbleness that you have. And uh, music. Why music? When you start singing, why you start singing? Um, I mean, I really only started singing and like since i started doing karaoke which was maybe a year before i met shannon so like 2017 ish 2007 so what was that four years ago now um but i mean music has always been an integral part of my life like my two uncles were in like a motown doo-wop cover band kind of thing so like i grew up listening to the four tops the temptations dion and the belmonts like old, like oldies songs like that um got older um i was in a boy band for a little while um because i grew up like i you know in my you know, was it the uh preteen years you know nine through 12 like grew up listening to backstreet boys and sync lfo 90 degrees um and then as i got a little bit older i'm like oh wow like there's a boy band cover band like let me reach out to them and see if i can get an audition um and that was fun for you know like a year and a half two years and then i was doing karaoke at the same time and i'm like this is just fun like i feel like i can just kind of let loose and be free doing this um and that's actually where i met shannon it was at a was that karaoke night beautiful beautiful so if it was not music the story yeah. it will be completely different yeah oh yeah you no know, because i if if, we, if i didn't go to karaoke like if i because i i would go every week and when i next we have like a little crew who goes there um Yeah, I, I don't think it's out of line to say that we would have never met because we don't run in the same circles. So I don't really see any other reason why we would ever meet because the, the bar that we met at that hosts the karaoke night is her hometown bar. It's like 20 minutes from me or where I used to live. And I, would, I hated going there. Like, I don't like, I never liked going to that bar because it was always just too crammed and it was too far away from me. So I'm like, I would never be there so the, for us to meet would have had to been a, a really random coincidence so i, I kind of like to think that karaoke brought us together and you know when the pandemic is eventually over i like to think that we're going to continue going and making more memories together sure, for sure so i love it you touching the subject that uh, i like to talk a little bit about the pandemic which lessons are you taking from this situation appreciation of like everything um like from the little things like going to karaoke night like it's it gets crazy to me that it's been like a year since we've got because because to me and to shan like when i tell people like oh we're going to karaoke like it's not just like i want to go there and put on a show like i go there because like we have a crew of like you know anywhere between five and ten of us that go and that's like our little weekly hangout like we're friends with the karaoke like the karaoke karaoke dj is going to be invited to our wedding like he's like like this is like it's a crew that we have like three of the girls who are at karaoke are shannon's bridesmaids one the guy who introduced us is one of my groomsmen like it's a little family there um so to not have that really sucks and i you know think back to the times when i'm like oh you know i don't know if i feel like going and i didn't go Whereas now, and I'm like kind of like itching to get out of the house and go to go to a karaoke night. Um, I definitely won't take that for granted when this all ends. Um, and then, I, and then like the big things, like you know, family gatherings. Like my family will still gather 
you know, for, and even when we gather now, it's not even like what we used to, because we're a huge Italian family. Like now, like our Christmas gatherings are, you know, one fourth the size. And even though we probably shouldn't still be gathering, it's like, I, like, I'm not, I'm just not going to go years without seeing my family. That's just not going to happen, but we'll try to get tested beforehand and be as safe as we can. Um, but yeah, when this is all over and we can have like, you know, hundred person gatherings again and you know 150 person parties like in the backyard and everything like yeah i'm very much looking forward to that and i definitely won't be taking those for granted again for sure and it seems at the same time it's just one year but it seems so <laughs> such a long it, period it's like it's like dog years like almost like one like one pandemic year feels like three years like the, the fact that what was it tiger king like all that the fact that that was less than a year ago boggles my mind. Like that seemed, it legitimately seems like it was three years ago. Oh yeah. Remember, you know, Joe exotic and tiger King. Remember when that was at the Carol Baskin? Like, you know, that was less than a year ago. Like it's, it's, it's insane how, how quickly the year has gone by in some ways and how long it's been in others. Um, but you know, like it just, you know, the job I got laid off from in, it was in April like that seems like an, like another lifetime ago. That was like, oh yeah, no, I remember when I worked there. You know, like two years ago. I'm like, oh wait, that was less than a year ago. Like, um, no, it's it, it's definitely been an interesting look at how we perceive time. At least for me. No, for me for sure. Also, I'm with you on that. But yeah, <laughs> I think appreciation. It's it's a. I think it's a big lesson, and like yeah, appreciate the little moments. Sometimes we, we didn't, yeah. The sun was, was shining every, every morning. <laughs> yeah. And you know, now it just seems like we're all just counting down the days. Like, when is this going to end? When is this going to end? When is this going to end? And nobody has an answer. So it's true. So let's talk a little bit about your bucket list. Did you, okay. did you went already to California or did you change to California? No. I mean, I, I still want to go to California. We haven't gone because we haven't traveled anywhere in the last year. Um, but no, that's definitely on our bucket list. Like, because she hasn't been to California either. Um, so like, I want to go just because I always felt like I should be like a West Coast kind of guy. Um, but also, she's a Disney nut, so I know she really, really, really wants to go to Disneyland. Um, but like, I happen to have some friends and contacts out in you know, the Los Angeles area, Anaheim area. So I'm like, hey, you know, if we can make you know, a trip, like a, like a real good trip out of it. Like maybe we can go for two weeks and we can go, go to a bunch of different baseball games and we can, you know, see our friends or see my friends and contacts there or whatever. And then we can go to Disneyland and then, you know, we come back home. Like that would be an ideal trip for me. Like I don't, I don't want it to be like, Hey, let's go there for two days and come back. Um, but you know, no, we have not gone to California yet, but yes, it is still, you know, on my bucket list or our bucket list. Yeah. Always the rest of the bucket list, the tattoos and everything. Done? Oh, the, oh, the tattoo. Yeah, so the tattoos are still ah. coming along. I mean, um, so in the last, yeah, what, whatever it is, um, what, what, are we, what are we in now? We're in early or we're in mid-February. So from, and, in, in the last, yeah, so the last two months or so, like we've, we've moved now. So this, this is our first place together that I'm talking to you from. Um, so that's been you know, uh, an expensive cost on for, uh, for both of us. Um, and when, and obviously you know, we're getting married and we're, you know, we're trying to set up our lives together and, you know, I'm trying to 
do my best to provide for the both of us and our hopefully eventual family down the road that like, you know, for me, like things like getting furniture and making sure we have the things that we want are more important than getting tattoos. So yes, I do want to do my other arm one day. Um, but right now I think more important things are taking precedence for, uh, for my spending. I think yes, the priorities change for sure. I love it. I love it. And it's, I wanted to ask you also, um, what is your definition of success? It's a great question. Um, my definition of success for me um, would probably be like taking care of your business comfortably. So like for me, like I've never had a lot of money. Every, like you're being a sports reporter, you don't make a lot of money. I was living paycheck to paycheck. Like I've lived paycheck to paycheck my, pretty much my entire life. That's just the way it is. So it's the jobs I've worked. Um, but you know, like this past winter, or I guess we're still kind of in the winter, but like before we moved, you know, I happened to have a nice influx of, of money through uh, an ambassadorship on social media. And like that paid for our furniture and everything. Like, whereas before that, you know, without that, we would like, I would have had to like, basically beg my mom for like, you know, because I was living at her old place. Like she doesn't live there, but like, I was like renting the place that she used to live at. Um, so it would have had to been like, Hey, can we like take the furniture from here or go to Facebook marketplace and like get secondhand stuff. Um, but like for me, like, cause like I paid for like all, all the furniture, like walking into that furniture store and being able to tell my fiance, like get what you want. Like, obviously like, you know, like we're not going to go like nuts and, and, you know, buy a $5,000 couch or whatever, but to know like we can get the couch that we want, the coffee table we want, like the TV we want, things like, and not have to like pinch pennies was like such a rewarding feeling. It's something that I've never had before. And even if it's something just as small as, you know, furniture, and it's not like, you know, anything, you know, crazy compared to somebody, some people, but like for me, as someone who's always wanted to provide for my family, like having that feeling, I'm like, this is like, this is success. Like I, I was able to comfortably provide for like my family. Um, and if I can have that feeling for the rest of my life where I just don't have to worry about the price tag, you know, within reason to me, that would be success. I don't, I don't it doesn't matter what the, the denomination is. If that means I have to make 60 K a year, hundred K, 200 K a million dollars, whatever it is, being able to take care of my people comfortably, that's success to me. I think it's it's a great definition. It's a great definition because uh, I think money it's a tool, but it's important to have, you know. Because and and my relation with money was not that good. I was like I was seeing the money as the source of evil, bad people like money. But come on, it's like I think it, it's it's what you make it and. To me, I personally do think that money can buy happiness because I, I think the people who say that money can't buy happiness probably haven't had a whole lot of it or, or if people, people who say money can't buy happiness probably, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I just, as someone who, who has always lived paycheck to paycheck and has never not had to worry about money, I know that having money would have made a lot of things in my life a lot easier and therefore it would have made me a lot happier. So yeah, I, I don't. I don't know that I can completely agree with money can't buy happiness. I definitely think it can. 
No, no. I, I think I, I think money until certain point, until that point that you are talking, man, that you don't have to worry about money, about making money. Yeah. After that, after you pass that point, I'm not in that point, so I will not. Yeah. But I think you start to worry about other things. You start to finding problems in other things. But yeah, if you can yeah, live comfortable. I, I, I think if you also like live, because the people who say like, oh, you know, like Biggie said, more money, more problems. Like, I think if you live within, if you live outside of your means, then yeah, then money can't necessarily buy you happiness. Because if I sit there and say like, oh yeah, like if I made, yeah, if I got a, if I did a scratch off and won $5,000 and I'm like, okay, cool. We're going to spend $5,000 like on something that we probably can't afford because like the monthly bills and everything, like now it's going to be added stress to yourself, whatever you win $50,000 and you buy a $40,000 car. Like to me, like, what are you doing? Like, um, but if you live within your means, then I don't understand why money can't buy happiness. So. No, no, no. I agree with you. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the podcast. I didn't listen. <laughs> I didn't. No, it's listen. fine. Uh, can you, what the, what somebody can expect when it goes and hear an episode? Uh, uh, so if yeah, if you're tuning in a new pod on the block, you can expect a whole lot of fun and uh, just a whole lot of fun. Honestly, that's probably the best way to describe it because we're we are two childhood friends, two straight guys talking about boy bands. You know, with, with the occasional episode and you know segment or whatever about like you know girl groups, whatever, and '90s pop and whatever. But like that's that's what it is. I mean, if you like the Backstreet Boys and Sync, you know that period of time like this is the podcast for you if you don't like those things like i'm not going to sit there and sell you on it like if if you like hard rock and you can't and you can't stand and sing backstreet boys i'm not going to tell you to listen to my podcast or our podcast but if you do if you're if you consider yourself like you know a 90s millennial whatever then yes you should get on this and you know give it a couple episodes and if you don't like it then don't listen to it but i also do think it gets better as it goes on the first season is kind of rough because like you know we're figuring each other out and we're figuring out how to, how this show is going to work, whatever. And then you, then you hear it in season two and it's just like, we've got our flow down. We know how like the episode should be structured. Our chemistry is off the charts. Like, and our chemistry has always been good. That's not a problem, but it's like, how are we going to play off each other? But like, we've always gotten along. So that's always made things a lot easier, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Love it. Love it. And which lessons... I don't know if you took from which lessons do you took from doing the podcast? Lessons from doing the podcast. Um, pick a topic that, that you enjoy. Like we like trust, we're very well aware that boy bands are a very niche topic. Um, and it's something that does not appeal to a lot of people, but we're not trying to appeal to everyone we are trying to appeal to boy band fans so you know josh has the same josh is my co-host like we have the same mindset if we have a thousand listeners or ten thousand listeners who love boy bands that means more to us than having you know a million people who popped in for one episode and hated it or whatever like like that's not what we're about um so the lesson and i also if you're going to do it with a co-host like do it with someone who you trust and who you truly like and get along with because if i can if i couldn't trust josh or josh didn't trust me or if we didn't like each other it would it would absolutely show in the po- like show in the podcast and and ruin it 
but you know, I think anybody who listens to it, you will hear all oh, these two, like these two really like each other. Like they really, really get along. I think it, it shines through, through the podcast. I will listen more than one episode. And after I will give you the feedback. I really, really I appreciate really. you. Oh, really, really. And I wanted to ask you, I like uh, daily habits. Do you, do you have any morning routines? No, like, I mean, the pandemic has kind of like just <laughs> altered my life completely, but I'd say like, but even before it, like, like I would have a cup of tea in the morning. Like I, I grabbed a cup of tea before, you know, coming on today, just cause I feel like I like have my like throat warmed and, and whatnot, but like, no, I, I'm not the, you know, I, I, I do the same routine every single morning and, and whatnot. Like I'll try to eat breakfast, but there are plenty of nights, like uh, plenty of days. I just go, I'm like, Oh wow, I didn't eat breakfast today. And then I just have lunch. Um, but I, but I want to get more structure in life. It is something that I'm working towards. Um, that's part of the reason why I want to become a teacher is because I, it will be nice to have, you know, a seven to three job, like knowing this is when I go in, this is when I go home. Um, so that I can develop some daily habits and nightly habits. Love it, love it, love it. About the legacy, which legacy do you want to leave behind? Uh, I just... I just want to be remembered as someone who was a good guy with a good heart. And honestly, I, I would, and I would much more prefer the latter. Like I understand that there are parts, there are aspects about my personality that people can find rough um, and or abrasive. But I think that there are some people who can see like, you know, it's, it, it comes from a good place kind of, um, and I, I like to consider myself the type of person that would like give you the shirt off your, like off my back or whatever. Um, so yeah, like if something were to ever happen to me, like, you know, before my time should be, um, and then I would just want people to be like, you know, he was, he was a really good dude. Like he was a good person. Cause you know, I, I cause at the, at the end of the day, like no one's going to give a shit about how many TikTok. I'm sorry, can we curse on here? Please, please. <laughs> like, like nobody like one of my favorite movies of all time is is a bronx tale and you know there's like a a, a poignant quote at the end of at the end of the movie where like it's just like you know nobody cares like nobody cares how many tiktok followers or instagram followers you have or had like no one cares about how much money you had like what gets remembered is you know how did you treat people like i look back in high school like i don't yeah you know, i don't care who was popular or who wasn't, I sit there and think about like, who was nice to me? Who was a good person? Like, and if you weren't a good person, like, I don't care that it's been almost 15 years later. Like, until you show me some kind of change, like, I don't rock with you. Like, I just, I just don't. Um, and going forward, like, you know, that's the type of person I want to be. Like, listen, you don't need to agree with all my opinions about things, but you know, I don't want you thinking that I'm an asshole at the same time. So just because, just because we disagree. So I don't know. That's definitely, yeah. No, and I love it. I love it. First you, you, you are showing that you are true to yourself. You know, you don't spend time with I, people that you don't like. I, yeah, I, I try to be like, you know, I, I just, and I don't know if it's just a getting older thing or, you know, just realizing that we got kind of get, kind of get like, you know, one go around in this world, but I'm like, why? Wow, it's just, life's just too short to spend it hanging out with people who make you miserable or don't, at, at the very least, who don't make you happy. 
It's true, true, true. What I'm seeing is that chemistry for you, it's something important, like the chemistry in the podcast, the chemistry in friends, with friends. How did you check? How do you have that? Mm, I'm not clicking with you. Um, that's, a, that's a great question. Um, I, I guess it kind of, if, if I had to answer that the best I could, I'd say probably goes back to the quote we were talking about earlier. I'm like, pay close attention to people who don't clap when you win. Like if I'm doing something, like if I sit there and say like, you know, I'm having a birthday party, like, you know, I, I want to throw myself a little karaoke birthday party kind of thing, just because like, that's what I want to do. I don't want to go to the city. I don't want to have a big extravaganza. Like I just want to go to karaoke night and I want to like, and that's, I want to, I don't want to hang with people. Like, Come for a drink if you can. Stay for the whole night if you can, whatever. And if, if, if you can't show up for that night, like, I'm going to remember that. Like, I don't, because to me, like, I don't care that it's a Wednesday night or a Thursday night. And I don't care that you have work early in the morning. Like, you can stop by at 8 o'clock for a drink or just at the very least say, hey, I just want to wish you a happy birthday. Or at the very, very least, like, shoot me a text like, hey, like, you know, I want to come or something like, but like, to just not show, like, when I know, like, cause I'm the type of person, I don't care if I have work at six o'clock in the morning. Like if it's your birthday and I rock with you then, and you invited me to your party or your get together, I will show up and I might show up and say like, listen, I got to be up at five o'clock in the morning. Like I'm saying for a drink and then I'm out of here. Um, yeah. Like, and if you know, you can't be there for me, why should I be there for you? That's, you know, if, if I sit there and say like, you know, Hey, we're doing this podcast, whatever. Hey, I'm, going back to school. Hey, I'm doing, I wrote a book. Hey, I'm doing this, whatever. And you just don't give a shit. Then why are we friends? Like, or Queens is or whatever, or like, you know, why? Like, I don't know. It's, it's easy to leave a like on Facebook. It's a lot harder to you know, actually dig into your wallet and, you know, punch in your, punch in your credit card information to buy someone's book. It's, you know, and even if you don't want to spend the monetary value of, you know, buying the book, whatever, like a podcast, takes zero dollars to just take your phone plug in your headphones and be like hey mike has a podcast let me listen to one episode oh you know what i really don't like boy bands i'm not gonna listen to this. okay hey man i listen to your podcast like you know I, I it sounded really cool boy bands just aren't my thing but i you know i, I listen to it i appreciate that if my friend if my friends have a podcast i'm gonna listen to it and if i don't like it that's exactly what i would tell them my friends did come out with a podcast i listened to every single episode and I told them that I gave them feedback or, you know, gave them, you know, comments or whatever. Just like, Hey, love the episode or whatever. Or, hey, you know, so-and-so's mic was a little muffled or whatever. Like, I don't know if you, know, you noticed that or not, whatever, but like, you know, love the episode, something to show that you care. So I don't know. No, 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 for sure. It's, and it's like you were saying and coming a little bit back uh, sometimes because I, I think there is a connection on that some friendships that we are developing now in this situation and before that are coming from uh, the internet not from the normal our normal life you know not from the people that you we know yeah. uh, how it is yeah. for you that that situation I'm seeing that you have already some virtual friends and Already there is people starting relations in, in Facebook and Instagram. How do you see that? I, to me, friendship is friendship. Like I graduated with 612 kids in my, in my high school. Like, that was my graduating class. Do you know any people of them are invited to the wedding? 
one. What? One. One person out of 612. Well, two if you count me. But, like, that's just – now, they care that you know, oh, hey, like, you know each other from high school. We've known each other for 15 years. It's great. I don't hear from you. I don't talk to you. Like, not saying you're a bad person. Like, just you're not being invited to my wedding. But, you know, there are people who I've – you know, I have years long relationships with where, who like, like I was talking, like I've talked to them about their relationship woes, whatever, like, Oh, Hey, I think he's going to propose or whatever. Like, and just, Hey, I'm struggling with this or whatever. Hey, like I'm, I'm like, I'm struggling with my mental health. Like, you know, can we talk whatever? Like I've, I've shared some of like my deeper, darker secrets with people who are quote unquote strangers on the internet than I have with people in my own, you know, real life. Um, so to me, like friendship is friendship. And like, that's why like when I said earlier on the show, like I would rather have those people who I feel like I really, really know them and who I feel like they really, really know me. And they're like, Hey, I'm so happy for you and Shannon. Like you two are beautiful together. Like, I, you know, everything just like, I, I remember, you know, when you were you know writing about dating and like all the confusion and hurt you've been going through and whatever, it's so glad to see you like come out on the other side, happy. And I'm like, yes that's a friend like not someone who just throws a like on facebook or whatever or when i when i see you out at the bar like hey man what's up it was cool good great yeah good you know dap it up cool done and i never hear from you again that's not a friend to me that's an acquaintance hey i know you cool bye love it love it and i think it's really important i think in these days because yeah sometimes we <laughs> we give value to the time and not to the quality of the friendship yes Oh my, I'm so glad you said that. Like, it does not matter how long you've known someone or how long you've been friends with, like you could have been legitimately good friends with someone for, you know, since high school for five years, 10 years, whatever. And if your relationship changes, that's okay. Like I have, I've had like best friends who are probably now more acquaintances to me. Like I don't have any hate towards them. I hope they don't have any hate towards me. It's just our relationship just kind of drifted apart. Like that's, that's just what happened. And there are people who I've like straight up cut off because it's like, you are toxic. You are, I, you are not good for me. And I don't, or I just don't want to associate with you anymore. So I don't reach out. And if you reach out, just, no, I'm not about it. But so many people are like, they, they feel that commitment of like, oh, but we've been friends since high school. Like, I can't just like, I can't just stop talking to her. I can't just, you know, cut off that friendship. If they make you unhappy, then yes, you can. Find someone who will make you happier. It's really that simple, to me anyway. It is, and, but I already, I already understand that for you. It's simple, like just simple cut off. But I wanted to ask you if somebody has some toxic people around. Which advice do you will give? Like, if it's imagine if it's your wife or your mother or your sister, somebody that. It's difficult to, to, to say, go away, what you will do. So like, if it were someone who was like a, a close family member, or whatever, I, I don't also don't believe in like, you know, like a one strike policy kind of thing. Like unless, unless what you do is just that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but if it's something where it's just like, you know, little things that are, you are starting to notice, then I would say address it and just say like, Hey, we need to talk. Like, it, cause if you're good enough friends, you should be able to talk about, anything and everything um, and say, listen, I, these are some things that I've noticed um, and they make, they make me uncomfortable. 
And I don't know if you've noticed this behavior um, or if you do know that you've been doing this. Like, can you give me an explanation as to why you've been doing this behavior? Like, I just had a conversation with a family member about that. And I'm like, I love you. Like, it. trust me, I love you so much because I'm having this conversation with you. Because if I didn't care, then I wouldn't have this conversation with you. But like, I want things to get better between the two of us. And, you know, it was the most productive conversation we've ever had in our lives. Um, and again, there was no hate. There was, there was no yelling. There was nothing. It was just, oh, wow. I didn't realize how my actions were being perceived. Um, so that's why I don't, yeah, don't assume someone has negative intentions or that, you know, they are intentionally doing something to, you know, upset you. Just, just talk with them. Just find out what's going on. And if they're unwilling to change, then you can just politely say, listen, I just, I think it's best if we don't, you know, associate with each other anymore. And then that's it. Like the, the beauty is like, it's, your know, relationship is two-sided. So like, if you want to, if you don't want to participate in this relationship, like, then that's the, like, it's done. Like you could say, oh, well, but I still want to be friends. That's great. I don't. So I'm, I'm removing myself from this equation. Like until your behavior changes and then maybe I, I will reconsider it. Or some people are just like, no, I'm done with you. Like in, in, in a legitimately polite way, like have a nice life. I just, I don't want to associate with you anymore. I love it, love it, love it, love it. And I think uh, sometimes we complicate what is simple also. I think uh, we, we at, at least myself, I don't want to generalize, but I think sometimes uh, it gets in the way that we complicate. Sometimes it's just easier. You cut it off and that's it. I wanted to ask you some projects that you have. Like I'm seeing already that you you are in the way to become a teacher. Do you want to yeah. to, to share some so, of Please. Yeah, so I, I just started um, like late January, early February um, to start my road. Um, I would like to take an accelerated course so that I am done with classes by the end of the summer and then I can start student teaching. But also I am very well aware that like I have not, I've never done online learning. Um, I have not been in school in 10 years since I graduated, you know, with my you know, bachelor's degree. So it's, I feel like it's going to be an adjustment to me. Um, that I, but I'm not going to take on more than I can handle. If I, you know, I'm taking one class right now, it was very stressful trying to do that while trying to move and everything. But now that like I have a desk that I can work at and like, you know, less stress in my life, like maybe I might, you know, over the next couple of weeks be like, wow, this was one, this was one class, like easy. I could totally do two or three classes. Um, but yeah, I would like to become a social studies teacher. Um, ideally I would try to teach politics or government just because, those are the subjects that interest me the most. Um, and everyone always, was always like, you know, you're, you're a journalist, you're, a, you're a writer, you're a reporter. You would, why wouldn't you teach English? Um, and for me, like, I don't want to teach to kill a mockingbird. Like I don't want to teach catcher on the rye. That's just not what I want to do. I don't want to be up all night grading essays, you know, every night. That's, that's not what I want to do. I don't want to be teaching adjectives and adverbs and pronouns and whatever. Um, like I would much rather talk to people about, you know, the political process. And I know I need to educate myself more on that so that I can be able to teach it effectively. But I think that you can have a lot more fun with it. And I also think that our youth should be more informed of everything that's going on. Like now that, you know, Twitter is a thing, like as in high school, Twitter wasn't a thing. Like I paid zero attention 
to politics and government, whatever. Like we watched the whole conjunction junction video on, you know, how a bill becomes a law and whatnot, but like, we didn't know anything about, you know, impeachment where we were too young for the Clinton impeachment. And obviously Donald Trump wasn't around or anything like that at the time. So we didn't know anything. Um, but my 11th grade, you know, government teacher just made it so much fun for us that I was like, wow, this is like, this is fascinating. Um, and then just watching everything over the last five years and, you know, see, having more visibility of how politics works and how the government works and these conversations now that everyone's much more vocal about their political beliefs and, or whatever about the government, like, good, we should be having these conversations. We don't need to agree, but like, we should be having these conversations. Um, and I'm hoping that I can become an effective teacher to where students feel comfortable having these conversations with their parents and loved ones and friends or whatever in a constructive manner. Love it, man. Love it. I, I don't know like how it is in United States, but in Portugal, we see politics. We don't, in general, we don't care about, well, I don't know if in USA it's the same. Or... I was going to say, where, I, I was, I, I'm sorry I didn't ask sooner, but like, you're, so you're from Por Portugal. I I, I, I'm the, from Portugal, but I'm li living in Germany. Oh, okay. oh, look at you. World travel. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, in the U.S., you know, for the longest time, um, it was always, and I, and I kind of want to say it was before Facebook and, and really probably maybe until the end of Obama's first term, like politics was always like a taboo subject. We do not discuss politics, like family gatherings. We don't talk like it's just something you just don't talk about. Like I'm 31 years old. I still to this day do not know who my mom has ever voted for ever. Like it's just, she just, she just believes like it's a, it's a private, you know, feeling whatever. So we could have voted along the same lines every year or, or not. I don't, I really don't know. Um, but I think since the rise of social media, people are much more comfortable about their feelings, um, which I, I honestly think is a great thing. Like, I don't understand what needs to be taboo about it. Um, and I think if you have, very, very differing opinions on certain things. I personally, like, I want to know that. I want to know what you believe in and what you support because there are certain things that like, I just, you know, I can't condone it. Like if you support those things and I know I don't, or if I support something and I know you don't, like there are just certain things that I just are like, kind of like lines in the sand for me. So if anything, like, I'm kind of glad that people are much more vocal, but I guess the, the long and short answer is, you know, social media, people just feel more comfortable to voice their opinions now. Perfect, man. Perfect. I went out to, to, to ask you a tip to make the world a better place. Be nicer. <laughs> just to, like, I'm, I'm so glad you asked that. because like, it's a perfect segue from what we were just talking about. Like there is just so much hate in the world. Like I, I'm glad, like, I, I forgot, like, you were, like, we're, like, video recorded as well, like, it's draining, and it's exhausting, like, I, like, I'm, for the most part, a very happy-go-lucky person, I like, you know, smiling and having a good time, and I don't like fighting with people, and I don't like arguing with people, like, fun, you know, passionate debates about, like, if, whether the NSYNC, whether NSYNC or the Backstreet Boys is, is better, like, that's fine by me, but, like, you know, Listen, you can 
you can support, you know, stricter gun laws or you can support, you know, looser gun laws, whatever, and have that conversation without calling someone, you know, a gun toting redneck or a bleeding heart liberal or whatever, like, and the snowflake and like just all these terms, just, you know, I just, that was like the one thing like over the last five years that just really kind of turned me off to everything is just how nasty everyone got. Like, I, and I've always said that my beliefs were kind of like more in the middle and now like they've shifted more left, but like, and I always tell people like, I'm fine to have conversations with people who I disagree with, but if you attack me, like, or you yell at me, you curse at me, like I'm shutting down and I'm not having this conversation with you. And, you know, Shannon and I have talked like, you know, there are certain people like if, if we had kids and they like, like I wouldn't want my kids around those type of people. Like, and even if that includes family members, like, this is what you believe and you're going to be, and you have this much hate in your heart. Like, then no. Um, so to make the, like, listen, p- politics are politics. There are a lot of issues that people will never agree on. Gun rights, abortion, like things will, certain topics that people will never, ever fully agree on. But I don't, and, and that's fine. Like if you've, you know, but I, I don't think that, it needs to be the hatred of like, Oh, like I support, you know, quote unquote support abortion or whatever. Like, Oh, you're a baby killer. Like, no, I just, I support a woman's right to choose. That's it. Like, you know, it's, I don't know why people need to take it to that next level, you know, kind of without reason. Um, And if you support, you know, if you're pro-life, then voice your opinions in a calm, respectful manner. And I will listen to you. If you yell at me, I'm not going to listen to you. Um, and I truly believe that if the people were just nicer, which takes zero effort or takes costs $0 at least, it does take effort, then we as a society would just be in a better place. Well, it's true. And it's true. And, and it's something that you, you see not, it's not just in US or just in Europe. It's it's becoming worldwide at my point of view. Like it's not that like you said it, like you have you all always will have people like with different opinions. Uh, I'm against abortion, I'm in favor of abortion for sure. But why do you think that you we are expressing our our opinion in such a, a extreme way, if we can say it? For me personally, and I know that there are family members who are going to want to burn me at the stake for this, I personally think that Donald Trump had a lot to do with fueling the fire of hatred on social media. That's my personal belief because, and I say that because when he was running, before he was ever even elected, it started with the name calling of, you know, Lion Ted Cruz and, you know, like, you know, Sleepy Joe and like it's, and to me, like, like again, like if when you start like that, like I don't even care what you have to say. I don't, I don't care what your platform is. Like that, that is just it's not presidential behavior to me. Um, like I don't believe that the president of the United States should be name calling their, you know, opponents. That's just something I believe in, and I think that when you see someone like that who is running for president, you know, it it gives credibility to it. And then when he gets elected president, it's like oh, well, I can say this because the president of the United States says that he believes the same things that I do. Like, you know, I can, I can say those things because look, 
the president says it. So if, if he could say it, why can't I? Um, whereas every other person before him, and again, Obama, Democrat, Bush, Republican, Clinton, Democrat, doesn't like, none of them acted that way. And that's where I say, I'm like, I could have been, I could have lived with any other person winning in 2016. Um, but just that kind of behavior, like, and I don't like, I think you just, you can look back to, you know, your memories of, of what 2014 was like on social media, whatever, and look at it, what it is now. I don't think that it's just a happy coincidence that there's a lot more hatred out there since Donald Trump became off, became president. Um, and my hope is that now that he is out of office, we can go back to a more civilized way of communicating with one another. Love it, love it, love it. And I'm curious, what is, do you think that the best way to, to, to go to a middle point, like just start to having empathy by the other, you know, like trying to understand the other instead of judging? I, I've tried, like, you know, I have bosses who I, I, I disagree with. I have family members I agree and I disagree with. And I, and we've had very long constructive kind of like I'm in a bowling league. Like I've had two hour, three hour long talks with people who I bowl with, who I do not see eye to eye on politically. And we just talk and it's like, Hey, like, you know, listen, you don't like what you, you know, you, you think that Joe Biden's not going to be a great president or whatever. Like, tell me why or whatever. Or it's like, you know, or if they go in about, you know, Joe Biden and they want to attack me for like, I'm like, well, okay, first off, I, he was not my first choice or second, third, fourth, or fifth. So like, and trying to like show like, listen, just because I don't like your guy, that does not mean I love my, <laughs> that does not mean I love my person. Um, and just trying to like, when, when, when things start to escalate, try to nip it in the bud. Like when you can see that they're kind of getting all geared up, be like, okay, hold on. Before you go get carried away or whatever, listen to what I feel, whatever, you know, you think that, you know, Democrats and like, you know, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and Andrew Cuomo, you know, are trying to destroy the country. I'm like, okay, well, just before you go on that tangent, like I believe in term limits and I think that, you know, people should not be in office for 50 years or whatever. Like, so I'm with you on that. Like we have a lot more in common than you think. Let's talk, you know? And then when it's, you know, I think when people understand that, you know, you're not just looking to attack, um, more constructive dialogue can take place because I think too many people now don't communicate. They just, you know, I'm going to listen to your side or whatever. And I'm just going to like, I'm going to wait my turn to just pounce or whatever. Like, okay, you could sit there and talk about, you know, all the good that Democrats are going to do if they win the house and the Senate and the white house, whatever. Well, I'm ready to just pounce on you. It's like, did you hear anything that I said, anything at all? Or were you just kind of drowning me out until I stopped talking so you can talk? But yeah. Oh. normally I say that is a difference between listen and hearing, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, like, oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm listening to you. Like, I know, I, I know you can, I know that, that there is volume going into your ears. Are you hearing what I am saying? And I think a lot of people listen and don't hear. Um, and I can, you know, depending on the topic, I know I have, the tendency to, to get too fired up, whatever, but I will never, ever, ever, ever attack someone. Like I will never go at someone. Um, and, and I've told, like, I've, I had a guy from, uh, 
that I, that I graduated high school with, who I didn't really talk to when we went in high school. He's very much on the opposite political side as I am. And because I have voiced my opinions um, about Donald Trump, who he you know, staunchly supports, you know, he'll like write back to things, whatever. He's like, you know, if you believe this, you're a fucking idiot. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm done. And he's like, oh, what? You can't, you know, you can't answer. See, you can't defend your, your position. I'm like, no, it's just that when you call someone a fucking idiot, that's the end of the conversation for me. So, and he's like, oh, well, you know, I'm sorry. Like, he, like, he'll wait a day. And he's like, well, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I called you that, but you know, you got to admit that that stance was, was kind of idiotic. And I'm like, calling, like apologizing and then saying like, you know, but like, like, I'm sorry for calling you an idiot, but you were being an idiot. Like, that's not an apology. So if you can't speak to me like a human being, I will not engage with you. Like, so yeah, I want an apology. I want it to be real or we're not talking. I don't need to talk. I don't need to spend 15 minutes out of my day talking to you over Facebook about, you know, Donald Trump and, you know, Nancy Pelosi or whatever else is going on in the world. If you're just going to attack me for it. Like, I don't need to do this. I can do better things with my time. I'd rather just, you know, sit and listen to my iPod for you know, 15 minutes rather than to be subjected to this. Um, and I think more people just need to be reminded that you're talking to a human being and you probably wouldn't talk that way to me if we were face to face. So don't talk to me like that way just because there's a screen in between us. I'm not saying that we're going you know, to go to blows, whatever, but like you would have a certain decorum if it was, you know, face to face that you, that people don't have, you know, virtually. No, it's true. It's true. In the internet, we have a lot of web warriors, you know, like keyboard warriors. Yep. It's really easy to, 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 to be a badass <laughs> when you are in the other side. And I think like, it's true, man. If you start a conversation trying to offend the other person, come on, or starting or like, it's yeah, like, it's the end of the conversation. What is the point of it? No, there is no, no point. I Let's let's go. Uh, I wanted to 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 ask you also your social media, please. <laughs> your okay. social media. What is the best way for the people to contact you? To if they want advice or if they want just to to chat with you. So I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Mike underscore like a little underline, uh, Zaccio, that's Z-A-C-C-H-I-O. Um, I would say that if you're looking for like any kind of advice, whatever, that I would say Instagram is the best platform to reach out on because like the DMs are much more organized there than on TikTok. Um, but, but also you can reach out to me on Twitter. Like if you're more of a Twitter person than you are Instagram, um, then, then do that. Um, but I try, I read all my DMS. I try to answer all of them. You know, like this past week was bedlam here. So I really have been checking my social media a ton. Um, but eventually I'll get to you. Um, and I'm happy to hear whatever it is you want to talk about whatever. And yeah, like I said, you reached out to me, I think it was on Instagram. Like, exactly. Exactly. Like, absolutely. Like, absolutely. Just reach really? out. I'm just a normal guy. Say, Hey, it is too. It is too. Mike, any last advice or thoughts that you want to share with me and the listeners and the viewers, please? Last piece of advice, parting piece of advice. Um, I feel like it's been a common theme like the entire episode, but like I'd say just do what makes you happy. Like 
and th that can mean in work that can mean it like like for me i sit there and think like you know i probably would have never got, like i i didn't go to karaoke for the longest time because i was like afraid of how that would be perceived like you know i don't trust myself singing and you know i don't really have anybody that, like to go with or whatever um but then like when i started going a little bit like i've gone you know, i went two or three times i'm like wow i have a lot of fun just being in this atmosphere and you know whether i'm singing or not like i just like seeing people have a good time people like karaoke bars for the most part are pretty fun loving and you know jubilant um and then when i found out that there was like a crew that went weekly and i had you know, a, a former classmate of mine in high school who was part of that clique who was like, Hey, like, come with me. I'll introduce you to everybody. You know, I had an in, um, and I just started having more fun. Like it was like, Hey, every Thursday night is karaoke night. Like I look forward to that every week. Um, and again, if you like painting, if you like doing podcasts, if you like doing graphic design, like just whatever it is, like if you're in a, if you're in a shitty job and you want to do a job that makes less money, but you'll be happier do that. If you, like your job but you know you don't really have any hobbies you're not sure what to do or whatever then just start something at home if you like doing puzzles get into puzzles if you like trading pokemon cards trade pokemon cards like just do what makes you happy and you know it doesn't really it doesn't really matter what other people think and if anything you'll probably attract people who do like the same things and then you could build a community there so now you have another network of friends Love it, love it. But it comes also with a uh, uh, last question. I, I swear that is yeah, the last. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, God. go ahead. Man, because like other people's opinions, man. Why you? Why we care so much about other people's opinions? If I'm singing well, or if this video, what they will say about my video? Why we care so much? Insecurity, I think. Like, because. I'm like, I'm an insanely insecure person. Like when so, some, I forgot, I, I think it was a podcast interview or something, but someone like made a comment of like, oh, you're so like, I, like I see you on video. Like you're so confident. I hear you in your pocket. You're so confident. I'm like, yo, you, you don't know how wrong you've got it twisted. Like the number of insecurities that I have from like the bald spot to the big nose to, you know, I just, they're just everything that like, you know, singing certain songs, I'm like, oh God, I sound like shit. Like, or, or, you know, when I was in the boy band for a little bit, like, I just feel too stiff, or whatever. It's just, it's every insecurity that like we fear, like, you know, and, and like if someone voices that, it's like, it just, it like reaffirms that insecurity. So like, if I don't want to sing a Frank Sinatra song, cause I'm afraid I'm going to sound like shit doing Frank Sinatra and some like, and then I, and I'm, you know, doing New York, New York, and I could see someone make that like cringe face on a note. That's like all I like that. I'm like, yep. See, this is why I shouldn't have done Frank Sinatra because, because of that face right there. And, you know, and that stops a lot of people. Whereas there are some people who are truly secure and confident who are like, cool, Rebecca, like, I don't care. Like some rando at the bar, like who, like I'm never going to see you again in my life. I don't know who you are. I don't know what your name is. Your opinion does not matter. Um, and they just do what makes them happy. And I applaud the shit out of those people like i aspire to be half of what they are um and yeah so yeah i'm sorry i give very long-winded answers but yes the, the, it's, we care about opinions because we're insecure because we're insecure beings and you know when and and when, and when those opinions kind of like you know poke at that insecurity it it stings I love it, love it. But it, how do you think that we can pass that 
that insecurity, exposing ourselves. Repetition. Like, I, I hate being, like, I was, so when I said, like, I wanted to go into sports journalism when I was younger, like, I wanted to be on TV. Like, I wanted to be, like, a sports center anchor. Like, I wanted to be, like, Stuart Scott. That's who I wanted to be. And then as I got older, and I took a couple of classes at, you know, at, in college that were, like, broadcast journalism and whatnot, I realized I'm like, I'm not comfortable on camera. Like, I don't look good. I look stiff. I don't, I don't sound good. I, I'm not good on the cuff. Um, I'm not, this is not what I want to do. Um, but I'm like, I always loved writing. I still want to cover sports and I can maybe do that writing wise. And then I did, you know, print journalism and that was a much better outlet for me. But like with TikTok or whatever, it was, it took a long time to get like, somewhat comfortable on there and then i got to a point where i'm like i i think i got more comfortable on tiktok because i figured nobody on there knew me whereas like instagram like like i have 150,000 followers on tiktok i would probably bet i know maybe 50 of them like or like 50 of them know me in real life probably but i have you know 2,000 followers on instagram and i'd bet like 1,500 of them i know in real life and to me like i'm like I'll do a, like, it's so weird. Like I'll do a RuPaul's drag race, like reaction video on TikTok and not think anything of it. But like, I would never post that on Instagram probably because I'd be like mortified of what, you know, someone would think like, Oh, is that yo gay? Like that he like watches RuPaul's drag race or whatever. Like, Oh, that's, that's pretty weird. Like, why does he do this stuff? Or he just wants attention. Like I like, and I don't want to hear those opinions. So my insecurity stops me from putting it on Instagram. Whereas TikTok, I'm like, I just don't care. And I've posted more videos on TikTok to where I'm at a point where it's just, I just kind of have fun with it. Um, but yeah, so if you want to break through whatever it is, it's insecurity, like, like singing. If you, want, if you think that you're a shitty singer and you want to be a better singer, you need to sing. That's just what you need to do. If, you're, if you have stage fright, the only way you're going to get over that is by doing more performing. You know, my, when I started karaoke five, four years ago, I was mortified. Like I was like, my hands were shaking and everything. And I'm like looking around at everyone judging me. Now it's just like, I'm just going to have fun. And there are going to be songs that I sing well. There are going to be a lot of songs that I don't sing well, but I'm just going to have fun with it. And, and then just go with it. Man, I mean, love with your self-awareness, man. And not being afraid of sharing, you know, I'm, I love it. Like, I appreciate that. that like, cause I, the one thing I try pride myself on is self-awareness um and like kind of knowing who i am and who i'm not kind of thing um so for you to pick up on that like is an extremely high compliment to me so nobody it's 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 your man you did it and after it's that self-awareness and not being afraid I don't know if I, I know that I didn't have that same capacity of coming to an interview and, and saying, ah, I don't feel comfortable with my hair or with my nose or with this because I'm insecure also, but you were talking about insecurity, but, and you don't have any problem sharing. I like, I love it. It, it to me, like, it, it empowers it. Like, I, I'm, you know, I'm balding back here. Whatever. Like, I shaved my head a couple of times because I figured, like, if I'm losing my hair, I might as well just shave it all off. You know, the only way you're going to get over that uncomfortability of how are people going to perceive this is by putting yourself out. Like, you need to post pictures of you with the shaved head and videos of you with the shaved head because otherwise, people are going to see me like this, and then I'm just going to show up one day and it's going to be like, 
what the hell just happened? Um, and they're, and they're going to think you're going through like a mental breakdown. Um, but yeah, no, it's, yeah. And the more you see yourself in video or, or securities, the more comfortable you just, you get with it. It's just like, that's my hair. Like my, I'm, I'm balding in the back or whatever. Like that it is what it is. Are you listening to you sing? Like, okay, I don't sing Michael Buble very well, but I can sing, you know, Maroon five very well. So I'll probably do more Maroon five songs. Like, you know, you just learn to just grow more comfortable with yourself. And it's, and it's a process. It's not like you're going to post one video and be like, okay, I'm cured. Like it doesn't work that way, but you know, like, but again, I also go back to like the fact that like nobody, like, nobody's paying attention to your ball spot as much as you are. No one's paying attention to, you know, how bad that one note is. Like when Shannon says like, I think you have a beautiful voice. I'm like, yeah, you're just saying that because you love me. Like, and I love you for that. But she's like, no, like I'll tell you if you don't sing well in in a certain song. I'm like, actually, that's right. So she says that I sing well, then maybe I should listen to her. Like, and stop being such a harsh critic on yourself. True. And you were talking, let's go, uh, self-awareness, the last one. Um, how did you got so self-aware of yourself? It's something that you develop or it is in you since you remember? Oh, no, it was never. In, like I, So, again, I, I graduated with 612 kids in my high school class, and, like, I felt like I just kind of blended in to the crowd. Like, I – you know, I didn't have any really close friends in high school. I didn't have any close friends in college, whatever. I was just kind of a number. Um, it wasn't still, it wasn't until I started listening to a lot of Gary Vaynerchuk that like really inspired me to just be like, yeah, like just find what you're good at and, and find out what you enjoy and then just do that. Um, and just listening to a lot of him. Um, yeah, I don't know. People don't, I don't know if people, I don't know if he considers himself a motivational speaker, but I know a lot of people consider him a motivational speaker. I think he is just because, you know, I can personally say that he's motivated me to change my life and to make, you know, make my life more productive and just overall happier and better. Um, and just kind of following his advice of like, you know, cause he preaches a lot of the same thing. A lot of things I've said here, he preaches like nobody gives a shit. Like nobody cares. Like nobody. Like like the same with the answer. Nobody cares. You are looking at that stuff. You are worried about that. Like you know, just post the shit that you want to post. If they don't like it, fuck them. <laughs> like if if you like po if you like watching RuPaul's Drag Race with your fiance and you know you made a reaction video because you know you thought it would be fun, post it because the people who like that will gravitate towards it. And now like there are a group of people who follow me and they're like, look, I look forward to this every week. Whereas. Mike Zacchio three years ago would never in a million years post that video. I wouldn't even watch RuPaul's Track Race because I would be afraid of like how it might be perceived. And now it's like, oh, I have fun with it. Like I enjoy the show. That's, it is what it is. Um, and if, you know, you don't like that, then don't follow me. Like, yeah, like Instagram, like I, I stopped, I really try not to look at numbers and whatever because it would cripple me. But like, if, if you don't follow, like, oh, Mike, you know, you're posting too many quotes on Instagram, unfollow me. Like, whereas back then it was like, okay, I'll, I'll stop. Because one person said that. Like, one person said that, like, you know, you're posting too much. So now you stop. Rather, even though, like, you may have gained 100 followers because they love your quotes. And they followed you for your quotes. Now you're doing one post a day or whatever. Instead of you were doing three posts a day. Or you're doing one post a week instead of you were doing five posts a week. Like, you know, just find your tribe. What is it? Your vibe attracts your tribe. Like, 
you know, do what makes you like, and, and again, it doesn't even need to be come from a place of, of like hate or whatever. Like, Hey, like, listen, this is what I want to post. So if you don't like that, then kindly and respectfully unfollow me. I will not be offended by it or whatever, but like, I, I'm more offended by you telling me that I'm posting too much or whatever. Like the fact that you went out of your way to do that rather than just unfollow me. Like, I don't know. It's, you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. That's, it's something that I, I struggle with every day to accept. Like the videos you post, the things that I write, the, you know, the podcast that I do, like nothing you do ever get a hundred percent reception. Never. It just, it just won't happen. Um, so, and like the more you can accept that, the more comfortable you can be to post and do whatever it is you want to do and not worry about the backlash that's going to come from it. And you were talking about something that I think it, a lot of people can relate it with that. Like you can have 100 good, like positive commentaries about your, your job and yeah, you are doing a great job. And after you have one negative and it's honing on it. Why we Hone care more it. about the negative opinion? Because we want to be liked. Like people, like I don't know people who go through life and they're truly like, I don't want to be liked. Like I, I just, I don't know people like that. I, I, everybody that I know, if you gave them the choice, hey, you can be liked or you can be disliked. Everyone is going to say that I'd rather be liked. So when someone says, I don't like this, it hurts, and it, and you you focus on that. Um, but like, like Gary V says, like you know, I, you have to think about like you try to put yourself in there, like. Think about that. Like they are taking time out of their day to watch your content and then to comment their thoughts. Like they care that much that they're still going to consume your content and then leave comments on it. Like whatever, if it's, if it's that hateful, delete it. And if it's, you know, if it's not worth it or whatever, like sometimes I, I respond a lot of times I don't, um, you know, but you, you're never going to please everyone. Um, but we try, like, obviously we want to make content that people are going to like more than they dislike. Otherwise it won't be successful, but you know, you can take the most popular podcast in the world. You know, Joe Rogan has the most popular podcast in the world. There are hundreds of thousands of people who hate his podcast. Do you think he gives a fuck? He has a hundred million dollar contract now. Like, so that's, that's actually a pretty good analogy. I gotta, I gotta write that down and like, just remember that. Like, so yeah, like if, if I'm in, if like if I'm Joe Rogan, I don't care. Like, I don't care about my haters. If I'm Gary Vaynerchuk and I've got millions and millions of followers and hundreds of millions of dollars in net worth or whatever, and the people who like my content or whatever talk about how much value I bring to them, I don't care if I have one hater or if I have a ten thousand, ten million haters. Like, because I have so many supporters that love and appreciate and support me that I'm gonna concentrate on them because if I don't, I'm doing a disservice to them by like, they're basically, you're basically telling like, Hey, thank you for supporting me. But I'm going to focus my attention on these people who don't like me. And it's like, it's like, what? Like, it it doesn't make sense when you, when you put it that way. So yeah, if you were going to, if you go to a concert or whatever, and you have a hundred thousand fans cheering for you, why are you going to, you know, worry about the one person who's outside of the concert booing you? Like you're doing a disservice to the people who paid to get in and watch you perform. When you were when you were saying the sentence, I was thinking exactly about the same because it's so logical when you describe that way. But after in the practical, like in the practical side, like fuck, that Joe didn't like 
the, 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 this interview or come with a bad comment or it's so true, man. Like, man. My, yeah, I, I, I did a, uh, Please. Like I, I did like a separate pi- podcast over the quarantine, whatever, which I mean, nice. quarantine has been going on for a year now, but like, I think it was from, I think maybe like April through June or April through September, something like that. Like, and it was, it was a daily interview with people from all walks, like kind of like, kind of like your show, like anyone, anywhere, like it was just a mixture of people. I had some of my best friends on the show. I had, you know, some of, you know, like my TikTok idols on there. Like one of my favorite, like my favorite author I had on there, like, and just it's a melting pot of people and it, but it, like i knew it was daily and i knew that there are people who watched daily or, or almost daily and there are people who watch like once a day or whatever but like you know focus your energy on the people who who care the people who care are going to watch it and listen to it and if they don't then they don't it you st- still do what makes you happy that brought like that podcast brought me a lot of joy because i felt i was getting valuable information from the people who I was talking to, I liked getting to know people. Like even some of my best friends, I'm like, I was learning more about them. Um, and yeah, if you don't support that, like I'm not going to sit there and not do it because one person says that they don't like it or, Hey man, you know, I like your podcast, but like, it's, it's every day, man. That's like, it's tough for me to keep up on. Okay. Then don't listen to it every day. Like the podcast that I like, I don't listen to every single episode. Like, you know, one of my favorite podcasts, you know, it's swiping Sunday by, uh, incredible girl Nicole Canizero she talks about like mental health she talks about love dating relationships like very much my shtick but like she's had episodes that I like I just I see like you know that it's not something that would that you know would I would gravitate toward so I skip that episode like whatever like it, like it's not any hate towards her it's just there's probably an audience though that does want to talk about that like I don't like you know talking about like, you know, dieting or something like that. Like that's not something that's, that's going to appeal to me or whatever, but like mental health, love, dating relationships. Like, yes, absolutely. Sign me up. Um, which again, same thing like boy bands or whatever. Like you don't want to listen to politics, skip that episode. You don't want to listen, talk about boy bands, skip that podcast, like, and listen to whatever you want to listen to. But I don't know. No. You know a lot, you know a lot. <laughs> and I and I love it. Love it because it's true, man. Sometimes <clears throat> and yeah, I have I have I share your idea about the podcast first of all, man. It's a great way to to have these deeper conversations uh, for me at least that I will not uh, have the opportunity if it was not through the podcast. And and exactly like man, I was one year to to start the podcast. Just, mm, I'm not good enough. There is a lot of podcasts. Exactly like you were saying. Paralysis by overanalysis. Like, I, I've thought about going back to school to become a teacher for three years. And then I put in the work and effort of, of researching schools and choosing to enroll or, or apply or whatever within a few months. Like, because I just got to that point. I'm like, I need to do. Like, cause I, like, I can, like, I know myself. I can procrastinate until the end of time, you comes to a point where you just, you just need to say go like starting a podcast, whatever. Like I just need to have my first episode and then I'll figure it out. Like the, the first episode's probably not going to go the way I want. Something's going to go wrong. Like I did, you know, that, that showed the daily mic drop, like over the summer, I realized I was, I forgot to record the first episode. So like, I mean, we had the conversation, but like, if you didn't watch it live, couldn't, and I'm like, Oh fuck. Oh, well now I know for next time. And then I did the next time. And then like, I recorded it the wrong way. 
So now I'm like, okay, well, for the third episode, I'm going to figure it out. And then like, by the time I got to episode 70, it was just a routine. Like, I know how I'm going to start. I know I'm going to finish. Like, I know everything that's going to happen in between. And, and now I know how to pace a one hour interview, but you, you just figure it out. Like no one is an expert when they start something. Just start it. Just start it. Just, yeah, just start. That's again, it's another thing that Gary V preaches like, Oh, how do I, you know, grow an Instagram following post get a follower then you'll get two and then you'll get 10 like and the numbers will grow like everyone everybody you know started at one follower started at one view on their youtube started at one subscriber on their youtube page or whatever like they all started somewhere i, I love hearing stories of gary v saying like yeah i did live streams with six people in there yeah my, my youtube wine library videos were getting 10 views but i still posted every week and then when they eventually popped four years later I was the wine guy and now I'm Gary V and, but like we all start from somewhere. So. It's so true. It's so true. I see. Yeah. It's a, a great way to end up. Yeah. We, we have all to start from somewhere. Mike, thank yeah. you so much for the great, great conversation that we had, man. I will no. keep in touch with you for sure, man. It was a great no, pleasure. Thank you for having me. Show. Great conversation. So, again, sorry, I was a little long or a lot of long-winded on, on a lot of those answers, but uh, no, I, I appreciate the, the platform and, and the opportunity. Love it. No, 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 no. For me, it was like right time. Like, I love it. I, I didn't knew if you, had, if you had something to do, so I wanted to keep it short, but it was one and a half hours. Like, a great, 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 great time, man. Really. Thank you so much, and let's keep in touch, okay? Yes, yeah, sir. You got it, man. We'll talk soon.